birthday. What up? What up? What up? So I got my guy Tyson Delacruz here. Tyson's a friend of mine, man, for uh for years. Uh when I moved to Vegas, one of the first people who um I ended up talking to met on the business side of things. And Tyson's been, you know, he's been good to me, man. He's a, he's a guy who, man, he, he would he would text and follow up with me, uh, checking on me all the time, putting effort out. You don't see a lot of dudes uh, doing that. So I, I definitely appreciate uh, Tyson, man. But um, yeah, I'll let you uh, you intro yourself, and then we'll get we'll get into some some stuff. Oh man! First off, bro, thank you so much for the the compliment. Uh, that means a lot, man. Um, my intention is just through relationships, through people that I connect with, is just to you know touch down with them and and keep in touch with them. You know, not tick for tack or anything like that, but just just to truly just to kind of see how they're doing. Um, and if you remember correctly. Uh, we actually originally met off the wrong foot, but, uh, you know, my, my intention was not to, to have that. And, um, you know, I was just solely reaching out because you're a good person, man. And, um, yeah, in regards to my backstory, uh, I've been in, in real estate since 2014, flipping houses, wholesaling houses, subject to creative finance, all this other stuff, and uh, started a couple other ventures. Um, and then even before that, I was very entrepreneurial, had a couple startups that I exited. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a wild journey. Uh, but real estate has found like a deep, uh, passion in my heart for sure. Awesome, dude. Yeah. I do remember the, the, the foot you're talking about, but you mean, bro, like <laughs> you like handle it like a G bro. Like you were like, Hey. I've messed up. This is what I want to do. And I, I was like, bro, I ain't got no problem. I'm good. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, I've, I've learned too. I made mistakes. Soon as that, soon as everyone's made a mistake, bro, like the, maybe like a month or two later, I made a big mistake. Cause I'm new and I'm learning. Right. So like, it's all good. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. yeah um, and, and and real shit, real shit, man. Like you're, you're, you're a really good guy. And, you know, outside of, right. outside the camera stuff and outside, uh, you know, social media, uh, we've been, you know, at least in, in, in my experience with you, man, like, you know, we, we've cultivated a, a relationship and we've talked about things and uh, both like business wise, professionally, like all the gamut array of things. And that's why it's really dope what you're doing. Um so I commend you for uh, being a spearhead and a light in this space. Thank you, man. I, I've been I've been wanting to do this content helping helping men out for so long. And yeah, you're right. We 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 get some deep convos, dog. And um, you were one of the people that were like, "Hey, man, I, I think you just I don't I don't even think you remembered it, but you're like, "Hey, man, I think you need to go ahead and do that men content." And I was kind of like, "Huh? Wonder why you said that? Why did you say that?" Man, I, you know, honestly, bro, like, I don't know. I, I, well, I do know. Let me rewind that. I, I see the passion behind it and I've heard the passion behind it, 
through our conversations um and real shit like real estate's a great tool to level up economically and buy cool stuff and kind of create generational wealth but for me it's it's not you know i don't wake up every morning thinking like oh my gosh i'm gonna do i'm gonna flip some houses you know it's great to to design them but it's not a passion and i heard that with the men's movement i just felt and heard a passion with you and that's why i was like yo you should really lean into it because generally when we lean into our passions man like everything else kind of follows mm, that's deep bro yeah um so i me and tyson both we we grew up without fathers and i know for me I grew up in a matriarchy where the women were strong and there was no masculine men anywhere teaching, teaching me anything. So I grew up without a ton of confidence and I grew up, I mean, I know there's a lot of other guys out there too. There's guys out there who had a dad, but he was more like a piece of furniture in the house and didn't give to anything. He provided, but he wasn't fathering. So there's this huge void out there, man. And I just really know, I knew what I went through in my teenage years, my 20s, my 30s, even now, man, being like, dude, I wish I had my dad to talk to. I wish I had my dad to guide me through all the stuff we got to go through and, you know, teach me how to be a man, right? Like I didn't have that. I know you didn't have that. So, you know, what when you, when you called me, you know, and told and told me what you said. We'll get into it. But it, it, I mean, that's probably the most important. This is this might be the most important pack podcast that I shoot. I don't think that there'd be anything more important than what we're about to talk about. And just, uh, hey, this is my first podcast, really, so I don't know how to like intro it. I don't know if I'm supposed to just start just giving the info, but. Um, I kind of want to just, 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 just let it flow and get into it. Yeah, man, dude, honestly, when you were talking right now, it, it just kind of brings, uh, it brings up a lot of stuff, man. Um, particularly when you were saying like, oh, you know, I, I, I wish, you know, my father was around to, to show me these particular things. And, um, I, I did have a, a representation of, you know, female, female, and masculine dynamic, but that was through my grandparents. Mm. Um, my grandparents are, you know, obviously older than my father and my mom, but they're, they're kind of matriarchy or order of uh, operations when it comes to, when it comes to partnership is a little bit different because they're super old school. My mm. grandma's an immigrant from Germany, uh, born in 1940 or 43 um my grandfather wasn't too far behind her and you know during that time it's, it's just different and you know to this day you know i was i was gonna have you ever seen that mean to this day <laughs> what's his name uh the boxer <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm i'm still navigating through the experiences that i didn't get to have with my father figure yeah. in place, of course, you know, yeah. 
how to how to navigate through uh, through intimate relationship, how to show up in intimate relationship. Um, you know how to how like to show women. up just yeah, like how to show up with women, right? Like how to show up with women, how to you know the only thing that I saw was from my grandfather, and you know it's a little old school, but and you know there's there's things as soon as you were talking, man. There's things that like. I remember deep anger and pain because my dad wasn't around, Yeah, you know, like with boy scouts and I was, I was part of boy scouts and, you know, my mom, you know, she held it down, but in boy scouts, you know, we would do these things like with parents and, 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 and fathers and, and I didn't get to do those things. And uh, my mom did the best she could with, with what she had. And, and, you know, real shit too. My my dad was doing the best that he could with the tools and resources that he had at the time. You know, we we've since uh my intention is to kind of mend some of that relationship. But will it ever be like like somebody's dad that's been around forever? No. No. You know, like so we're we're working through that, man. So so thank you for sharing that. Of course, man. Um so yeah, bro. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk about what we what we talked about a couple days ago. You called me, you shot me, uh, because you just assume everybody's doing good, everybody's on top of the world, everyone's crushing it, everyone's everything, everything's great with everybody, and then just you are dealing with your problems. Um. So yeah, man. Like, uh, so when you when you called me, um, yeah. I kind of want to talk about that and yeah, let's talk about it, dude. Yeah. I, dude, I, I, I called you, uh, you know, just to a, just to give you a life update, just kind of like how we casually do, um, and just catch up. But, uh, you know, I'm dubbing whenever this gets released, I'm dubbing this past November as the gnarliest November, um, gnarly November, uh, gnarly November. Um, I've been honestly like navigating through a lot of, uh, stress, overwhelm, anxiety. And with that, uh, comes a little bit of depression. And, uh, and then also the responsibilities that I felt, uh, and how I was showing up in, uh, in relationship, like in, in a family dynamic, you know, um, being the best provider that I could be, uh, the best, you know, my intention was to, is to be the best partner that I could be. Not to say that I do everything fucking right, but, you know, and, and through, Real estate's been a, you know, business has been a gnarly year this year. And, you know, just created, yeah, it fucking sucked, man. <laughs> a lot of dick. Um, so you know, just, just kind of navigating through that has been really tough. And, you know, it's, it's caused a lot of like internal, like I beat myself up quite a bit um, about it. I did. And just, then then that kind of bleeds over into 
family dynamic. You know, I'm not super present then with the family or, you know, not really motivated to do things. And that led me to some kind of like unhealthy coping mechanism. Uh, and the way that I was coping with some of these things was uh, one of them, this happened, this started like, started in the, it, probably at the beginning of the year, but I really started, you know, doing this, this supplement and it's called Kratom. Um, those of you who don't know, it's, you could buy it at like a herb store and they generally give it, it's, it increases your, your opioid receptors. And generally they give it, it's a natural plant that's ground up. And they generally give that to people that uh, are weaning off of uh, opioid addiction. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was using it as a, it was getting me in really like dope creative spaces because it kind of numbed a lot of the background stuff. Yeah. Um, so it really just allowed me to stay focused and really dive into work. Um, but on the other hand of that, it, it did fuck up. Like I, I was numb. Right. And then, I didn't realize this, but I was, I was actively taking more and more of it um, because I'm like, oh, this is, you know, entrepreneurial optimism at its finest. I'm like, ah, oh, this shit is working for me. I am, I'm getting in super dope flow states and I'm getting work done. Yeah. But then when that, when it kind of wears off, you, you, you crash. And then I think to be honest, like that's where a lot of these, like when, when I was crashing, that's when a lot of these kind of like suicide ideations came up and like heavy anxiety and depression and the use of it became more frequent, like, you know, two, three times a day. And then three weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago from the recording of this three, about three, three weeks ago, I had an incredibly like manic episode where I had extreme suicide ideations. Um, I, I just felt like crazy pressure, you know, like just everything, you know, and it was to the point where these like suicide ideations were uh, more like frequent and longer in duration. And one morning I just, uh, man, I, I, I like freaked out, man. And, um, and it, and dude, it, it just, it like took me for a ride. I, I, then I, you know, once I took a left off the freeway there, I like went down, like a self-deprecating rabbit hole of like more substance abuse, you know, with this particular substance. And, and then I, I like packed, like I packed my guns in my bag and, uh, and I was, I was pretty, I was pretty fucked up in the morning, you know, and this was like eight o'clock in the morning. Eight o'clock just... in the morning. Hi. Got some yeah. guns. And you're thinking about you're thinking about commit suicide. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the and pressure I, of of what? Pressure of life, pressure of business. Pressure of being a man. Being a man. 
you know, whatever that, you know, whatever I perceive my definition of that is, but like, you know, just pressures of, you know, showing up in partnership in, as a provider, as, as a business owner, uh, as a business partner. And it was, it was pretty fucking gnarly. Um, and mind you, I, I've never had these incidences before, like ever in my life. And there was a couple contributing factors to that. And I, I, we can get into that later, but, um, you know, it, it took me down this rabbit hole and, uh, you know, I spent the rest of that day, like my spouse was the most scared that I've seen her like ever. Mm. And, and, uh, you know, even like thinking about that, like, uh, you know, seeing her the way that she looked like it breaks my heart. Yeah. Because, you know, the last thing that I want to do, bro, is, uh, you know, have my spouse, person that I love, feel that way. Right. And me being the cause of it. Right. Yes. Yes. So that, you know, then then what happens then is just like, you know, oh, this negative self-talk comes in and then it just kind of it kind of spun out of control. Uh, that whole day I, I just spent, like, I don't drink much, uh, but like I drank and then I found some freaking muscle relaxers I had. Oh, you're, um, you're, you're on one that day, huh? Dude, dude, I, I was like the fucking Tasmanian devil bro. and, uh, just not cool. And, uh. And I drove like that. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful because, you know, I could, I could have, I could have hurt somebody. Yeah. Hurt myself. And, uh, you know, this has been, this has been a fucking hard lesson because, you know, the incident lasted the day, maybe two days, but the collateral damage of it has been like, like fucking butterfly effect, man, you know, like, because, you know, my, my spouse called her mom, you know, they called like a hangout with our neighbor, called our neighbor because we hang out and she was going to have him come and like, try to like calm me down mm -hmm. and, you know, called my mom, my grandma. So like, and then, you know, that just kind of spreads very quickly. And, uh, you know, the collateral damage of it has been a lot. Um, and, uh, dude, my, my spouse was like, yo, you can't, I, after that day, it was a couple days kind of cooled down, but there was still this fucking like demon rocking inside me, man. Mm. Um, Good you know, there was still, still that energy, man. You know, and it, and it was like, I was trying to shake it. And she was like, hey, I think you should go, you know, visit your friends in Arkansas. And uh, it was like, okay, yeah. And then I started like spinning again. I started spinning out of control a little bit. Like, like this, just the demon was taking over me, you know? And um, she was like, you got to fucking go. <laughs> you know, it's. She was like, you can't be fucking here, you know, because 
Um, we got an 18 year old at the house and it's her and it's, you know, it's not just me at the house. So they generally felt scared, you know, about the whole scenario. Yeah. So, so you got, so just to give context, your, your girl has a kid, like, it's not like your stepdad role, yeah. right? Yeah. You've been yeah. taking care of him for years, right? Like, yeah. And she's just about to recap. You're on, you're coping, taking this, you know, these psychedelics and, and they're hitting you pretty hard muscle relaxer drinking and you spin out of control. Right. And you grab some guns and she's like, she don't know if you're going to shoot yourself, her, you, you're probably uncontrollable. Like she can't, she can't control you. And she's scared out of her mind. So she's like calling your mom. So you don't hurt yourself. Maybe the neighbor, she's just trying to like, she don't know what it's a ton of pressure to put on anybody, let alone a woman. Not to say women can't handle stuff, but like, you know, <laughs> that's a lot. You oh, know, yeah. you know, uh, girls are more sensitive, a lot more sensitive than us, right? Oh, I'm yeah. you wouldn't freak out either, but it's a, we see women as like little girls, like we want to protect, right? Like, and you were like, so that's, that, I just want to give the dynamic of like what's happening and She's just like, I gotta like, she don't know what to do, right? For sure. For sure, man. And yeah, thanks for bringing context to that. Cause, and then, I, you know, after a couple of days, like I was just trying to shake it off, but I just wasn't able to shake it off. And then, you know, I, she saw me kind of like switch again. And, you know, to, to this day, like we, 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 we talked about it and, uh, she was like, yo, you, like, that person was, like, not you. So That's I true. get I get that, you know, she was super scared for sure. Um, but, yeah, she, she told me, like, I, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be here, right? Yeah. Respectfully so. Like, um, so I, dude, I, I stayed in, like, I stayed in hotels and my office for like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a mix between, you know, some, some hotels and, um, in my office, in our office. Uh, you know, granted I got really good sleep, um, because it's pitch black at the office and in the, in the room that I chose, it was pitch, it's pitch black in there and it's quiet. Uh, but fuck man that's been that's been a fucking it's been a gnarly journey man and i'm still you know taking i took that time just to really reflect and figure out what the fuck was going on i made a lot of calls during that time yeah. just to kind of get some insights and support yes and uh you know just just reaching out to some some guy friends that you know, maybe have experienced something else or maybe can just, you know, provide some, just some words of encouragement, right? And, uh, you know, not to say that it's like all over and all done because it's not, but I'm still like navigating through the, uh, the, the remnants of it. And yeah, man, it's, uh, 
Sucks, bro. <laughs> dude, I know. And hey, I just want to say, man, I, I thank you, dude, for 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 being honest and, and coming out and saying this stuff. Tice is not a dude who like is keeps to himself. He's on social media. He people know who he is. He's you know, he's a high, he's a high achiever, he's a high, high-level thinker. And this, you know, something like this, like he's being open and honest when I a lot of dudes would never even dream of airing out small dirty laundry, let alone something big like this. Huge, huge of you, dude. I don't know if I would. I like to sit here and say, I would, I like you to sit here and say, yeah, I, I hope I would, but I mean, there's some, there's some smaller stuff. I wouldn't be willing to come out and tell people, but bro, so this is, thank you, dude, for saying it. Cause not only are you like, it probably is healing for you. And I know that you want to help other people. You know what I mean? I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you know, through this experience, there's been a lot of fucking lessons, man. There's been a lot of lessons. And, um, and I, I did make a post on, like, I did make a post on social, kind of like towards the tail end of everything. But uh, my intention of the post wasn't to create like any victimization towards me or anything like that. It was mainly just to to share my experience. And, you know, I, I would like to say that, you know, if I would have happened to go on social media, feeling some type of way to somebody that like I follow or look at, and they were to share something so open and candid. I would hope that, you know, if, if the tape, if, if I were to read somebody, you know, post what I posted, that it would help subside some of the experiences and allow some relief in the situation. Because I think, you know, for me, when I went down this dark, I felt super alone mm. and it's like being in a dark room with like no speck of light you know yeah, yeah. big time and it's, and it's very uncontrollable and uh, you know there, 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 there's the contributing factors of the use of, of Kratom in there for sure and you know, the use of like muscle relaxers the day of and, and, you know, prior to leading up to this, because I was feeling like shit, I, you know, stopped going for our walks and working out and I, meditation slowly stopped. And then what happens then is I start eating like shit. And when I eat like shit and I'm not working out, I'm, I'm not doing things to train my brain. It just compiles on top of the other bullshit that I got to deal with, you know? Bullshit in a good way. Dude. that You, you said a couple of things, man. You said that you felt alone. Yeah. And I, I can resonate that with, man. I've been in some dark times and... You, I know exactly what you what you're saying when you feel alone, and really, society kind of like pushes men 
to be that. Like, it's not okay for you to come out. Dude, if you're having problems and you're a guy, you're supposed to suck the fuck up, right? That's what they teach you. Don't cry. Be a man. So you go through life suppressing all this stuff to not look weak or soft or look like you can't provide. And I actually got a clip. I know you want to say something. I actually got a clip that I saw that I was like, this is this is this is what the society has done for men. And I want to know what you think about it. Let, let, is something you wanted to say real quick though? Yeah. Dude, there was this song that I heard maybe a couple weeks prior to this incident. And it's uh it's by Dax and Darius Rucker. And it's uh it's either the title oh, yeah. of it is to, to to be a man or to be like a man and the lyrics in that song, like just fucking hit me like a shit ton of bricks, you know, like I, they were talking about how you have to kind of hide emotions and, or the, the stimulus is to hide emotions and to just show up and be a warrior and provider um and there's a lot of weight on that mm -hmm. there's a lot of weight on that particularly at least in my experience because there is a lot of shit that i didn't fucking learn um there's a lot of shit that you know i wasn't sat down and and taught particular things and this isn't an excuse for like any behaviors or anything like that. Of course. But like, I wasn't like, you know, like, hey, this, like, as a husband or as a partner, this, these are your responsibilities, you know, like, here is your baseline, you know, and maybe there's not a lot of people that have that. But at least in my experience, I didn't have, like, had very, very little of it. Yeah. And, um, and in that song, man, it just hit me because, yeah, you know what? We're, we're providers, we're partners, like to our family. Um, but yo, it's, it's, it, it, it's fucking hard. It's, it's hard, man. You know? Hard it's, what? It's, it's hard. It's hard to. Being a man or is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, man. Like it's, it's. You know, you just like you're taught and not to say that, like, you know, you're just taught to fucking suck it up and, and ride with it. But then there's repercussions to sucking it up and riding with it. There's, bro, like, I'll use my shit for an example. Like, okay, great. Like, I'm just going to absorb all the anxiety and all the stress from business and all this other stuff. And I'm going to deal with it. Like I'm, you know, and what it does is it creates this fucking pressure cooker of energy that your family, your fucking dogs, everybody can feel and you think nobody can feel it, but it's just a fucking pressure cooker, like ready to explode. And, you know, how does that spill over to anything else that you do? It's the point. It's fucking hard, man. You know, I'm not saying that it's not doable because there's a lot of individuals like 
even throughout my relationship, man, I, I admire people that, that are fathers and parents because it does take a lot of responsibility and it takes a lot of merit to wear that badge. Mm, mm. It does, brother. <laughs> it does, dude. So, man, I kind of want to, you said you, you, you had something? No, no, no. Okay. All right. I want to play. I actually want to show it. I'm going to share this. You've probably seen this before. Stop me if you've seen this one. No. Um, and it's titled The Result of Father. I, I'm, this title, be honest, who do you call? Who do men call when they're at their lowest? And I'll just let it play. Uh-oh. Let's turn the volume up. All right, let's see if we can get it. Who do you call when you are at your lowest? Who is that one person? Nobody. I don't know. No one cares. Not a single soul. Nobody. No one. Because I'm all alone. I think I speak the old people. Nobody. I'm a guy. Nobody gives a shit. Speaking for the guys, who must say this. Literally, no. Can I call someone? Nobody. No one. No one. No one. Yes. No one. Not a single fucking person. I wouldn't hold anyone. I wouldn't touch the situation. They will just find a way to do their best. We can call somebody? I just had no idea because I was a man. Honest, who do you call when you were at your low? All right. What's your thoughts on that, man? What do you think about that? Oh, I think I, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak just on my experiences, right? Like, I think generally as a as a society. Like it fucking saddens me because it's facts, right? Um, me personally, like I've like I've leaned into some of like you're a person that I would call, right? Um, but generally speaking, people don't have like good brothers and men, like a man tribe around them. So they they sit in pain and sit the discomfort of everything. And that's it's sad. You know, I have a few folks that I'll call, but if they don't answer, I'm I'm kinda fucking lost, you yeah. know? Yeah. But for the majority of men out there, they don't have a, a solid tribe of folks to fucking bounce shit off of. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, same thing, man. Like, there's two things I noticed from this video. One was I noticed how young those people, those guys were. Most of them were like early 20s. 
And I'm like, damn, dude, even at such a young age, you know, don't talk about your problems. There's no one to call. And it, it made me even sadder because, dude, when you get like, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm, I'm 44 years old right now, bro. And I got the weight of like family, kids, you too. These dudes ain't even probably got that yet. And they're already crumbling. I already know there's not anyone to go to. At least it seems that way. And two, the, what the guy said, the, the, the dude who hit me the most is like, if I did come out and say something, they would use it against me, bro. Ain't that the truth? Like, look at the, look at how us guys treat each other. Quit being a little bitch. Man up. Like, use it against you. Like, if you were to say, dude, money's bad. My relationship's horrible. They're going to make fun of you and drive you as a group. I just imagine dudes that are your boys are taught to like, if you come up with a serious problem that you need help with, they're going to drive you into the like dirt and make you feel worse. And these are supposed to be your brothers. And that's toxic, man. And it's not how it's supposed to be, bro. This is not how it used to be. How it used to be is, dude, you, it, right now, when you get a group of guys together and, and you're hanging out in your 20s, you're going out and you're doing all this, you're going to the club, you're going to the working out and all that stuff in your 20s. What happens when one of your boys gets a girlfriend? He goes bye-bye and you never see him again. He can't come out with the boys. He can't keep Iron sharpening iron. And we're not talking about come up with the boys. Let's go get some hoes at the bar and get and smash. We're just talking about men coming together, doing things together. Iron sharpening iron. You're working out. You're still doing that stuff. It's so needed. Dude, back in the day, you would spend a lot of your time with your buddies going and hunting for food, gathering, getting log wood. You know, you had you were out doing stuff with your boys to stay sharp, to stay masculine, to stay, you know, I need help with this. Oh, we're going to come over and help you. You need help? What? Let's go build your house, bro. And they come together and you help, you know, you, you did stuff with other guys. These days, we don't do that anymore. I think there's a lot of things that need to change, bro. And... It's one of the things that I talk, I'm going to talk about a lot is building your wolf pack because there are people within your communities, I think, that are willing to be like, bro, if you need something, I want you to come to me. Because as soon as those dudes that are making fun of you, they really, to be honest with you, I bet most of them can't really care about you and really want to see you do well. But the society says, I got to fuck with them. But as soon as one of them kills himself, it got real. They're like, I I wish I would have taken that serious. I got a, I got a really good friend of mine. And we were, and we were getting pretty close. Kill himself, bro. Hung himself. And his little brother found him like that.
opened the door and his older brother, who he looked up to, hang in there. He never one time told me anything about any demons he was dealing with. Not one time. Not one time did I ask him. I know I don't, I shouldn't blame myself, but when one of your close friends, your brothers, killed themselves, at some point you got to think of your, what could I have done to prevent that? And you start to take some responsibility because was there signs I didn't look at? Was there a Facebook post I saw? but I ignored it. That could have been a cry. How miss, we don't even talk about this stuff, dude, but we need to start talking. You know? Yeah, man, I, I agree with a lot of that, you know, like just where I'm at in my life. Um, there are some cats that I don't fuck with anymore that I did when I was 20. You know, thirty. Um, I don't. I don't fuck with them anymore because because of that, right? Because of because of you know you 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 share your feelings this and that, and then you're uh, labeled a particular way. And I don't want to fuck with people that that because to me like that's that's keeping me in a bucket and. You know, we go through emotions and stuff just like a woman would or just like anybody else would. And it's important to have a supportive group of men in the circle to talk about the shit that's going on. Because when you don't, shit like that happens, you know? And I think that's really sad. Good points, man. So the, can I... So so what... This, what caused, like, what was the cause of the pressure? Was it you were trying to provide, but, like, business was going so south and you couldn't catch up? Like, what Like what? What was, like, the catalyst? There was a couple things there. Um, a couple things, man. Like, one of them is, you know, this year was super gnarly. Um, you know, we're still recouping from some losses and some bad debt that's still on the books. Um, and then on top of that, uh, you know, during, during this time too, I, we had opened up, uh, a wellness clinic and in the wellness clinic, you know, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother business. And I was quasi operating that business um doing my best you know like and then getting it getting it launched and you know, a I, initial launch was only supposed to take four or five months but the licensing alone took 16 months so it really put this like energy deficit and also financial deficit on on everything and um and it just it, it just wasn't good and um you know also i've recently took audit on this but at the time, I didn't know what it was. I was doing a lot of things from deficit. A lot of things uh, that I was doing that weren't fulfilling energetically. And I was just doing them just to offset 
you know, like, for example, with the clinic, you know, like as, as an operator, like my intention wasn't to be an operator of the clinic. 